And welcome to the Crepango Podcast. I'm Diana McDonald, and this is my lovely co-host, Tess. Hi, Tess. Hi, Di. So, today I thought we'd talk a little bit about the media. And when we talk about the media, what does that mean? We're talking about bias. They go together like guns and butter. (laughs) So... (laughs) So... uh, You're in pretzels. (laughs) (laughs) Obama and mommy jeans. <laughs> <laughs> and stop right there. That's okay. enough of a visual. I know. Okay, that's how come I... I'm not quitting my day job to be a comedian. So, <laughs> Please cut that out. <laughs> so the uh, so the media, uh, we know they're biased. But the question is, why are they uh, the way they are? What... Um, and are they as biased as I think? Uh, that's kind of... <laughs> Kind of unlikely. I'm pretty cynical on the topic, but um, well, you might actually be mainstream on this one. I might be. I might actually agree. I think yes. I agree with most Americans. I think most people know the media has their own sensibilities, right, and their own ideas and bias. Uh, and in fact, you I even think- did an experiment, right, to kind of tell. Oh, yes, I um. So I knew that we were going to do one on media bias, you know, a subject dear to our hearts. And so back on April 1st, I was watching ABC News, so April 1st and April 2nd. And this was right before the Wisconsin uh, elections. So anyway, they gave Trump two full minutes. And I actually wrote down some of the words that they used. And I thought I'd share them because (laughs) when you pull it apart, then you can kind of see how nuanced and how subtle, but yet how really not subtle it is, this bias. So this is how they frame their story with Trump. So he's an embattled front runner. He had a very bad week, engulfing campaign, mea culpa, threatens polls, numbers even lower unfavorable opinion, begging begging voters of Wisconsin, opponents loving the chaos, another big problem, least popular candidate in history, hoping Wisconsin lets him turn the page, already trailing. So words, you know, like embattled, engulfing, bad, unfavorable chaos these are all highly negative words that frame the entire narrative of donald trump so there's a connotation to those words they flavor it very well Mm. and um but then switching over so they did two months two minutes with hillary and bernie and all they had to say and i kid you not was uh hillary was fighting off Bernie, so fight, I guess, would be negative. She's trailing Bernie, which is true. And then she was blasting a reporter. So like three things versus the 12 things that they said for Trump. But the focus from the beginning, and we all know like the beginning of anything is kind of your anchoring point for that story. So that's how come you should always give. Like good news first is actually better because then your brain is already anchored to something positive. So anyway, that 
the neurological effect of this <laughs> for, all, for all you brain geeks out there. So um, it was, she was with, Hillary was with um, basketball players and they were celebrating, which any party and celebration is what? Very positive. Sure. So they're casting her in this positive light. And then what was really angry, they did that little sound bite where she was blasting the reporter and saying, you know, I'm sick and tired of Bernie saying these lies, which of course really weren't lies, but that's neither here nor there. But the interesting thing is that the reporter didn't even use any adjectives at all when she was doing the voiceover for that particular one. And that's all in one day. So come, you know, because how trying to figure out, like, is this constant? Was this just because, Mm -hmm. right, you know, it was a big day? Was it because of the news of that particular day? Right. And so the next day, it was the same kind of even bigger bias. So Trump was a good three minutes. Um, Hillary and Bernie was two minutes. And they kept for Trump repeating the worst sound bites that they could. And they used words like loss, lashing out, Trump slump. So evidently, even though he's doing statistically <laughs> amazing, the 10 minutes when he wasn't, it was a slump. It's a slump. Not welcoming, fighting Cleveland, sounding like a man under siege, tension with his, within his own team, falling apart. People are scared of a Trump presidency. How subjective is that? And then awful sign for Trump. And then all they said about Hillary is that she was bruised by the loss, you know, and she had to fend off Sanders in New York. Yes, bruised. She was, oh, oh. hand me a tissue, Tito. Oh. Poor, poor thing. <laughs> Some poor piece of produce that can no longer uh, be sold at full price. And I am pretty bruised. sure. Yeah, knock a quarter off. Um, but the thing... The thing is, is I think that you could do this every day. It's just that it took a long time to stop and write it down because there's so much media buy. And this is all within a minute or two. How crazy is that? It's not just slipping one thing in. It's like every single sentence, sometimes two or three of these phrases are in one sentence. And then just showing the worst possible sound bites for him to boot to kind of carry on that you know, to substantiate that negative image. So that was my two-day experience, and I don't want to do that again. (laughs) Well, first of all, you had to watch ABC News, so I appreciate you taking one for the team on that one. Yes, and I did it twice. I actually watched the because I'll watch anything, Mm -hmm. so... She really will. I've seen her Netflix queue. I know, it's pretty amazing. (laughs) It's not for the, the week of stomach, for sure. <laughs> well, speaking of Netflix, and that was um, my other point, like with this media bias, is that I had watched a Netflix documentary, I think it, back in 2012, so I don't even still know if it's on Netflix, but it was about how the media stole the election from Hillary to... Uh, to give to Obama and they documented it and they did make a pretty, you know, good case. And I'm sure Hillary believes that for sure, you know. <laughs> so you would think her being the 
the moral, um, pious person that she would like to be, championing all bad, you know, trying to battle against anything bad and wrong and fight for equality, that she would be very much against the media doing the same thing to Trump that they did for her. Mm-hmm. But she isn't. No. It's... it's all been very interesting to watch not just to see the bias that's very clearly evident against Mm -hmm. donald trump um well you know before that uh my dearly departed candidate uh his problem with the media he would win some straw poll or Uh something that in previous years had been all the rage and it meant and the reporters just tossed it aside they, they wouldn't cover it at all partially because Donald Trump was there with, I don't know, antlers on. I don't know. You know, early on, in those early days, it didn't matter what anybody did. Mm -hmm. It was all, it all seemed to be just a circus. Now it's less of a circus for me um, until the convention. I think we'll have some more excitement maybe then, but still. And you had made a good point too before when we were talking about it, about how... Because of Trump, the the general dislike for Trump, but he's the moneymaker for them, you know? So oh, sure. it puts them in that tough position. Sure, the media has to talk about him because that's how they get viewers. That's right. how they're getting readers. That's how they're getting likes. But in order to talk about him, they have to have it fit into their narrative. And the narrative has to keep being kind of fed sort right. of like sort of like if you make sourdough bread you know you start with a starter uh-huh. and it's just you know bread and water <laughs> it's flour and water and but you have to keep feeding it uh-huh. so the yeast can keep eating the yeah. flour it, it's sort of like that there's this giant yeast. And it's very smelly. Yeah, there's this it's giant smelly, smelly yeast ball that the media <laughs> has to keep <laughs> keep feeding. We just hope it's and, edible by and, the end. And at the end of the day, they say, but yeah. you have some delicious bread we made. You right. Know, just to, yeah. So uh, it's, the media has just this, I hate to generalize anyone, but it's hard not to generalize the media. Right. Um. They have their own preconceived notions, and they have their own narratives. And they know which narratives work best with which demographic. The demographic they want to get isn't always the demographic they have, and sometimes they have a demographic that they don't particularly like. Yeah, right. But they're stuck with. And I think that's what we see right mm-hmm. now with the Sanders campaign, mm-hmm. where you have... Um, they don't particularly want to endorse him. They certainly don't want to upset his followers, right. however. At the same time, they have to walk this line between not supporting him and still quietly behind the scenes supporting Hillary. Right. So that bias has been very interesting to see. And it's been interesting to see especially millennials, kind of finally pick up on this media bias. 
So it's like they've always heard all the right. lives pretty much. Oh, the media's biased. <laughs> media's, and now it's biased. It was like, it was like a unicorn. They, they but, could never find it. But now it's biased against their candidate. So right. it's, oh my, oh my heavens. You know, exactly. You know, heavens to Murgatroyd. How did this happen? <laughs> you know, uh, so they went from knowing that the media is biased to feeling that bias right. now. Experiencing it. And that's a new thing for a lot of them. Because they're used to, uh, oh, yeah, the, the media, you know, they claim the media's biased, oh, just because they, they And they're don't whiners. Like, Those people are oh, whining. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, they're just whining about Bush. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But now they're like, well, wait a second. Yeah. What about, what about Bernie? Why, you know, why out of those two minutes that he got on the nightly news, he mm-hmm. had to share it with Hillary. And it was exactly. all about how Hillary is still beating him versus, you know, or, or it's, right. she you know, was the main focus yeah, of it. They'll still coach, coach it in such terms mm-hmm. that Bernie, they try to make Bernie's a likable guy and everything, but right. you know, you're still going to have to vote for Hillary, right? Right. You're going to back her in the end. And then Kasich also made a good point, too. Um, he didn't have any bias at all in the early days. He didn't have any coverage at all. And I I do wonder if he um, had more airtime, if people would have voted slightly differently. If he, Silent, because you do need that, you, you need that presence and people talking about you, good or bad. I think part of his problem is he's an old school politician mm-hmm. and he surrounded himself with old school political machinery. So in today's media, blah, 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 you know, the news cycle, we have to get out more content, more content. Yeah. He's not releasing enough sound bites. He's not releasing right. enough material for it to be worth anyone's time to well, try he's and. very mellow. He, well, he's very laid back, and he seems to think, okay, here's my press release, and I'm done. You know, and it's like, no, why? You have to be on Twitter. You have to be, a, you know. And instead, every time I see him, they don't actually even have him talking anymore. It's just him eating food. <laughs> you know, every time I've seen him in the past, well, he was in New York, and the food is amazing. Right. But still, at some point, it's got to be, okay, reporters. How bored are you following the Kasich campaign where you go to one of his laid-back events and then you show him eating food? Why are they... But you're right. He's not talking. I thought the last clip that I saw before that food was him... I think throwing snowballs or something. I, but he it's they're all action shots. Yeah. And they're like, Oh look, he's doing something. Because they they're like, Oh, you know, the the voice, it's gonna put people to sleep. We need something yeah. more exciting. Right. And because he's, he's not, not dramatic. Since he's not Mr. Excitement, yeah. It's really tough to cover him in such a way that people who are now addicted to mm-hmm. media and constantly need more inputs. Right. They're not going to relate as well to him. So just to capture, you know, okay, we have to find him doing something. Yeah. You know, get get Kasich out in the wild. Because <laughs> if you show his rallies, then people just, oh, it's just these old people yeah. sitting around reminiscing about. Maybe he should go on naked and afraid. <laughs> oh, now then I would be afraid. 
he, I don't know what to, t- I have, my only advice to him would be to mod on up. Right. He's, he's he really. He definitely needs to do something. Because I think he is a, a very tempered, more polished politician. And that's. That's the last I, thing people want right now. Well, I think, but yes and no, but then everybody's complaining about everybody else being so derisive. Well, you can't have it both ways. You don't like Kasich because he's old school. You don't like anybody else because they're not politicians. It's, I don't know. You, I guess you just can't please anybody. So to circle back to media bias, mm-hmm. it's tough when you have an uninteresting candidate. Right. Someone who is who is just yeah I, I think he's probably a good man yeah um, and I, but what you know what what is what do you have to say he's not going to really go out and insult the other candidates he's going to explain his his, his plans to balance the budget and that he's done it before don't forget you know, he he's did done it before. It before. Doesn't matter that things have changed, that they don't do budgeting the way they did back in the '90s. It doesn't matter. None of that matters, <laughs> uh, because that's what he has to say. And he right. he didn't he didn't pick explosive mm-hmm. topics. He doesn't have a good slogan. Um, does he even have one? I'm sure he does. You have to have a slogan uh, in order Maybe to run for president. Maybe he doesn't. I'm gonna have to Google. That. I don't know. I I mean. <laughs> Those, um, I'm with her for Hillary. <laughs> Have you seen those signs? Oh, that's horrible. Oh, it, the graphics on them, really bad. Um, trusted Ted, which is funny for lying Ted. But you know what? Out of all of them, I think that's the cleverest. It is a clever idea. I do like that a lot. That's probably that's definitely my favorite. Because any time that you can incorporate your name with something... Um, as positive as trusted. Well, and it looks and, nice on a sign. Yeah, I'll give it you sure that. does. Um, of course, you know, Trump is make America great again. And um, not finding anything on a quick search, <laughs> but um, it looks like it might be Kasich for us. Oh, geez. <laughs> that's a terrible. Rhyme or anything. That's oh, terrible. Maybe that's what we'll do is we'll give him a better slogan and it's then that'll enough. be newsworthy. It's, it's not enough. It's not. It's still not going to get him in the news. No. Well, speaking, so even though we Americans know that it's very biased. Sure. Um, and I think we discussed before about like the... That people don't understand that most news is aggregated, you know, because there's it's very competitive. The news cycles a nanosecond and it has to be sensationalized. And that's probably the root of the reason it's the bias is that it's got to not report the facts like in the olden days. It's got to elicit an emotion. It's got to make you feel something, whereas facts don't do that. So you need all those colorful words to you know spark your interest and make you engaged but all that being said one thing that we've decided so when you say i they say this you really they're going to be referring to us because we've decided this um it through personal experience is that 
even though Americans, like, by and large, we know that we're, the media is biased. It's a given. It is a given. And and um, you're just, how upset you are about it just depends if it's biased for or against you. Right. <laughs> but you made me really realize I had an aha moment when you were relaying to me a story earlier today. And I wanted you to share it again because I love, like, yeah, that's so true. So, so I, I was talking to my sister, and uh, and she lives in England. She's lived in England forever it's been a very long time and she uh she and i do not discuss politics very often we do not agree we never will agree Mm -hmm. it's just uh, we're very different people so as we're uh discussing this and i'm thinking this is a bad conversation to have we probably won't speak to each other for a month or so after this (laughs) uh she uh um I, she brought up uh, some of the things about Donald Trump, and uh, and of course I had to say, well, you know, he's not the Antichrist. You don't have to worry about that. He's not going to kill us all. Refer to our second podcast, which you might need to go uh, back to. Uh, <laughs> defending, defending Trump, Trump. Yeah, again, yikes. So as I'm defending him, not feeling good about myself as a person, <laughs> but still doing it. <laughs> Uh, she, uh, I brought up some, some of the issues with media bias Mm -hmm. and, and Donald Trump. Um, so she, uh, then said, oh, well here we don't have media bias. (laughs) And that was my aha moment. And it's, what do you mean you don't have media bias? Oh, no, no. Over here, there's no such thing. We don't have media bias. No. And that's what was funny is that when as soon as you said that, like I was logging like everybody I knew over there. Sure. I'm like, that is absolutely true. How did I never recognize that before? You know, they they really believe that. They do believe that. And so it's one of those things where I'm like, have you not read the Guardian? Have you not? <laughs> you know, have you not seen the? The tabloid style headlines of uh-huh. you know the sun. Have you it? But they only think it's bias if it's an opposing belief. Exactly. Whereas like Americans, they know you know like I'll watch Fox or I'll watch something conservative, but I always have my ear out for language that I don't should be there. Think should be there. Sure. And of course they're biased because once again everybody's biased sure, now. That's their narrative. They've got right. to stick to it, and it's it's something that I think Americans understand. The media is going to be biased, but but there's, there's so much media, you can pick and choose what you're mm-hmm. going to have as your go-to. Right. Um, and that's great. That's fine. I would prefer to have neutral viewpoints in some cases. <laughs> right. But it's just, it's not. It's not going to happen. It's it's not going to happen. Well, and it's not going to happen well. The line, because our media and our news is so accessible and it has to expand to fill 24 hours every day in 100 different places across the cable news channel and across the internet that uh, that whole line has now been blurred. So everybody's talking, just like we're doing. This is totally opinionated. I do not expect people <laughs> to, to say, oh, listen to them, and this isn't their... It's opinion. I would hope not. <laughs> yeah, well, this is our disclaimer, so check it out. This is our viewpoints. 
but that's what they need to understand too is that the na- the nature has been so blurred because the competition is so heavy between opinion pieces and once upon a time the fifth estate with the real journalism they can't compete so they have to blow it up into something more sensational that's my story and she's, <laughs> i think she's gonna be sticking to it i do it, it's just it's interesting to me that uh that different con- you know it's a, yeah. a different country but uh no no bias here it's, uh, I think you called it media snobbery. And I think there's... <laughs> elitism. Elitism. There's <laughs> yeah, something snobbery. to that where, uh, yeah. where it's, you know, you know how yeah. did, you know, oh, of course, you're misguided because look at your media. It's so, yeah. so biased. And there's so many sources of information available now. Right. Any news story you, you see or hear or read, you can immediately go online and get an opposing viewpoint. And you can get the original source, too, which is important. And what I'd like to suggest to people is look a little deeper sometimes. Yeah. It's not always the just what you've heard on whatever news right. outlet uh, you feel tells the narrative you want to listen to. Sometimes right. listen, to, listen to the other side. And maybe you'll be surprised. And to be very discerning. And like sit down and write words that really don't belong there. Like she could reported that whole thing about Trump without all those words. <laughs> she used all that padding. You know, that definite padding. And that would have been a much different story. But then again, that would have given you the freedom to make up your own mind when you do just go back to the facts, then you can figure out how you want to feel about it. And somebody not else is not making that choice for you. I think you get robbed that way if you don't understand that there's such a, a huge flavor to it, it, to what they're trying to say. Oh, it makes me mad. <laughs> oh, indeed it does. But do you think that it's going to affect the other countries who don't believe in media bias? Because hasn't that happened before and didn't it get countries in trouble? I, I honestly think there's very little hope for Europe in general. <laughs> so using them as an example in this case. Um, uh, they're being blind to that. They want to bad. be blind to yeah. it. Yeah. They want to be blind though it's to lots helpful. of things. So I it's one of those things where I'd like to think that it's generational over yeah. there to a certain extent. But then I see my nephew and uh, Well, maybe you know. it's the generation Z that's gonna pull it out. Perhaps, but that's that's a long way off. Yes. And by then, the media will be just beamed directly into your brains. and <laughs> You'll be, be forced to watch yeah, it. <laughs> it'll be just some dictator who actually decides completely what we all yeah. listen to. That's, that's funny. Well, I encourage everybody to be discerning, to look at the other side, to watch everything like I do. Um, and then the world is really a much less scarier place. To me, anyway. <laughs> Or you can watch it all and be scared and hide under your bed, which is another option. (laughs) All right. So once again, this has been uh, the Crepe Hanger podcast. I'm Diana. I'm Tess. 
And uh, check us out on createpango.com to voice your opinion. Tell us what you're thinking about. And we'll see you next time. All right, signing off. I'm going to go to the